in this episode, Mercedes is back, and we are going to be talking about the num- current number one song on Billboard Hot 100, whatever. Welcome back, Mercedes. <laughs> Hi, Justin. I am happy to be here with you. Mercedes and I are licensed marriage and family therapists obsessed with the polyvagal theory. Welcome to Stuck Not Broken. Mercedes, welcome back. Thank you, sir. Our Mercedes is going to read to us a song called Mood. I Neither of us are... I haven't heard it. I have no idea. I don't know the lyrics. Do you know anything about it? I know nothing about it. I don't know who okay. 24K Golden is. Golden. I have not heard about the song. We're going to listen for polyvagal or just general mental, mental health uh, themes. We'll see what happens. Mercedes will treat us with... Uh, her rendition absolutely her i reading, will absolutely <laughs> yeah why you always in a mood f***ing round acting brand new i ain't trying to t- <laughs> i ain't trying to tell you what to do but try to play it cool baby i ain't playing by your rules everything look better with a view I don't understand the look better with a view thing, but um, I'm a little bit worried about this relationship right off the top here. Yeah. This seems to be, so far, my hunch is, uh, I don't competitive doesn't seem to be the right word, but uh, dominant submissive thing. That's what I'm, not in a sexual way either, but more of like potentially abusive way. Mm-hmm. I, I'm hearing uh, lots, of, and we're not talking about, I don't know who this artist is. We're not, we're just talking in general. Mm-hmm. We're using this as a fictional character. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't sound like a healthy boundary being in, put in place here. I'm not hearing that. To me, this is uh, some aggression there. That's yeah, what I'm because I'm, I'm I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the lyrics, and so I I keep coming back to this line. He says, "I ain't trying to tell you what to do." So, but but though, aren't you? But try to play it cool. He does say that. So, you, but you're still sensing. Aggression, like, are you saying this person is the aggressor, the the dominant one? Yeah. When you say, I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but it's like, well, no, you are. Okay. Dropping the F-bomb in there right off the bat. Uh, it seems like that's, okay. uh, yeah. there, there's some aggression there. Can you, do you mind reading the first? Sure. Why are you always in a mood? F***ing around acting See, right there. Like, right, so, but like right there, when couples discuss with each other okay, and yeah. they go to the always why are you always like this yeah i just said that in my mind like in the in the context of not necessarily my husband and i but like you know in the context of a relationship like why are you always in a mood that and that's you can't say that without doing the chicken neck (laughs) people can't see me doing this but (laughs) i could probably say it without that well okay (laughs) i would say my love why are you always in my love would you but like is that that how you would is is that a my love situation? I guess is my question. I'm always coming from a I'm always coming from a loving place, so I, I don't know. I'd like to ask your wife if that's the case. <laughs> Feel free to edit that out if you need to. Mi amor, why are you Mi always amor. in a mood? <laughs> why why are you always in a mood? <laughs> right, that but that that is how it's going to come across. And yeah. when you're thinking about things in terms of always, like that's mm-hmm. a very sympathetic. I think very evaluative attacking kind of place now this could be a back and forth thing all we're hearing is this one fictional character side of things mm-hmm. so i don't know but it, to me it seems very dominant so that, that's what i'm picking yeah. up so far there's judgment there too because he said you know why are you always in a mood he says 
effing around and acting brand new. So like there's some judgment there. It's you're right. It's not it's there's not a it's not a positive relationship. So far. So far. In the lyrics. I can't imagine her I can't imagine him coming to her and with genuine curiosity about her moods and her feelings and and really wanting to understand what her life experience is like. It seems like there's a point here. There's something I want out of you. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm what I'm picking up out of here. I'm confused by that last line in the verse. Everything yeah. look better with a view. Like what what is he trying to say? Or is he trying to say maybe I don't look so good to you right now, or you don't look so good to me right now? I don't know. Okay. Maybe we'll, right. let's find, let's let's find, find out. More. Let's find out. Uh, next verse. I could never get attached when I start to feel unattached. Somehow always end up feeling bad. Baby, I am not your dad. Parentheses, no. So that that seems like uh, the, the first part of that was a genuine, uh, he has a hard time getting attached. Okay. Mm-hmm. Trusting, being vulnerable, loving. That's okay. Right. That, that seems like a genuine, I could see that being a conversation, a heart to heart conversation and, and exp- sharing where he's coming from, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I get that. And then all of a sudden it's, I'm not your dad, which is, that seems to be a real big flip there. Kind of um, accusatory of her potentially having her own dad issues, we'll say. So it's it, seemed, it felt kind of genuine at first. And then it went to mm-hmm. like, back off. I'm not your dad. You have your own issues as well, maybe. Yeah. That didn't feel like a nice transition in conversation to me. I'm trying to keep up because you process a lot faster than I do. <laughs> It definitely feels like the, first of all, like my instant reaction to baby, I'm not your dad is like, whoa, why would that be in a relationship? And I'm assuming, I'm assuming this is a romantic relationship the lyrics are about. And in a relationship like that, like it just makes me uncomfortable that that's, that that would cross either one of their minds. Like, why would I be in a dad role if I'm your, your significant other? It might be in response to the way she's treating him maybe he thinks that the way she's treating him should be actually directed not toward him but toward her father who knows or like the expectations she has of him maybe yeah so but it, it doesn't feel i i do you feel do you think the same thing that those first what was the two or three lines there actually felt like oh that's actually kind of a genuine expression of how you feel very vulnerable and then it shifted to more of an accusatory tone do you agree there yeah for sure i do okay uh, so he says, baby, I am not your dad. No. It's not all you want from me. I just want your company. Girl, it's obvious. Elephant in the room. And we're a part of it. Don't act so confused. And you love starting it. Now I'm in a mood. Now we argue in, in my bedroom. Oh, you see? It kind of switched again, didn't it? It did elephant in the room like let's talk about you know whatever the issue or issues mm-hmm. are i just want your company like a vulnerable place again like i just want to be with you right so it seemed like a a reaching out and like let's talk about this openly and honestly that's great but then it shifted to blaming and now my mood is because of you which doesn't really ever go very well <laughs> when you talk to a partner or a spouse Rarely. or a significant other or, or actually like, if ever <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't really go very well if you talk to anybody that way. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. So, But it was like another switch, wasn't it? Yeah, it's weird how he's fluctuating between 
kind of vulnerability and then accusatory and then vulnerability and accusatory. That would make sense because he said he has difficulty with attachment, but it sounds like he wants it. So I don't know if he's able to tolerate, to feel that vulnerability and to like let it linger. You know what I mean? True. It could be that safety trigger that we talk about sometimes. Yeah. Like feel safety state being in and of itself a trigger because it's so unfamiliar. Right. So him needing that coming up to the top of his ladder and feeling, possibly feeling connected Mm -hmm. might be very uncomfortable. And so then it switches to, which I think we saw in the lyric, Mm -hmm. it switches to now you have, I don't know what the line was, something about her having an issue and now my mood is because of you. Like, so he comes up to the top of the ladder, maybe Mm -hmm. just for a moment, right back down. And now he's angry at her. He might be going into dropping down into his fight state and becoming angry, blaming. Mm-hmm. I think Accusing. blame is definitely yeah. a fight. Yeah, exactly. We talked about they're arguing in the bedroom, so there's some, you know, aggression of some sort there if they're arguing. Yeah. Next. We play games of love to avoid the depression. We've been here before and I won't be your victim. It's like a little mini verse there's by itself. It seems like there's a lot there. It's, it seems like a heavy verse, a heavy line. It does, yeah. We play games of love to avoid the depression. We've been here before, and I won't be your victim. So, I, so I'm so i hearing kind of a duality here. So there, in the, the first line, there's an awareness of, of why he's looking for love or why he, he sees that they're in a relationship to avoid what, what he's referring to as depression. But then the second line feels aggressive again we've been here before i'm not going to be your victim like there's some there's some accusation again there there's some blame there like like you treat me a certain way i don't know but maybe maybe he's feeling i don't know why that feels accusatory to me because now that i'm thinking about it again it like that was my my first instant reaction you know yeah we've been here before and i won't be your victim to me that feels like it could be if the accusation he's making is unfounded and inaccurate and he's blaming his feelings on her. But, and, and I think in in combination with the rest of what you've read, that probably fits. But it, just that line alone could also be potentially a healthy boundary, I think. It could be him saying, this is where I begin and end in the relationship. Mm-hmm. It just by itself. I could see that even if there's like a little bit of I anger. I see in that there, actually. I, th- We've I think been a healthy. Here before I, I see right that this is a pattern for us, and I don't want it anymore. Yeah, and I think that a healthy boundary can come from anger, not really uncontrolled anger, more like empowered, healthy, more anger. like yeah. There you go, exactly. So just that line by itself could be that, but in combination with everything else, it could also be like he's blaming her. And more of like, a, a, do you, could it be a threat to leave? You know what I mean? Before. A threat yeah, of not see wanting that, to be part of it? That's what I, I think that's what I was feeling. It felt kind of threatening. Like, okay. like what are you going to do about it kind of a thing? Yeah. I'm not going to, you know, do this again. So what are you going to do? Yeah. And right before that, he had set up that they're in this sort of relationship unhealthy relationship dance or um, entanglement because this is how they deal with their own depression or their own 
whatever's going on inside of it. Maybe possibly some shutdown stuff, possibly some fight stuff. So this is the way they deal with their own issues is by being together. And that doesn't go very well, obviously. Right. And so now he now he's saying, uh, I might leave you. I might leave you our co- way of coping, which is this relationship. I'm. It kind of is a threat because if this is her one way, mm-hmm. we're assuming her. If this is her one way of dealing with her own pain, he's saying, I might leave it. So it, it could be this lingering threat, right? Yeah. I I was just also thinking he identified it as games of love. And I always feel like, th- maybe it's just a personal thing for me, but I always feel like, like when you're playing games in, in regards to love, like that's always a dangerous situation because they're, for me, in my personal experience, it doesn't have to involve, um, you know, masks or games or, or, you know, um, strategy or manipulation. It, it love in my world, in my mind should be true and honest and genuine and natural. So even that right there, I was, I was kind of distracted by that because I was thinking like that feels unhealthy in and of itself too. the games of love. So I'm wondering if there's like some danger cues in there for him. And like, maybe that kind of triggers some of this down the ladder stuff. Well, it doesn't sound like they're either of them are bringing their best selves to the relationship. They're full possibly self-actualized or self-actualized enough selves and then meeting in the middle and saying, Hey, let's share a relationship. It sounds like they're both needing something Mm -hmm. fulfilling some sort of different need unmet need. Yeah. Yeah. For him, he's already identified that there might be some attachment, trust, vulnerability kind of issues. Yeah. Which he's attempting to possibly alleviate through the relationship. And I don't, I don't know if anyone could ever do that for, for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. For him, I don't, I don't know if this person could do that for him. That's kind of yeah. an unrealistic standard. And so then he's getting angry about it and threatening to, to leave. Might be his way of coping or of... Um, Unhealthy coping. Instead of feeling... Yeah, right. Instead of dealing with and feeling and communicating about that unhealthy relationship, he threatens to, to, to leave it. To to abandon it Yeah, before he can Flight. be abandoned, maybe. Flight state. Very, I, would, I would say, yeah. I would think so. The next one is, it looks like it's the chorus. What was it? I'm trying to tell you what to do. It's the one that ends with everything look better with a view. Yeah. I don't get that. I don't get the view reference still. I don't either. Everything look better with a view. It, make, it makes me think of like when you're like buying a house or like renting a hotel room and you want the one with the view. That's what it kind of like. That's when I hear like. A, like a view that's the, the first thing i think of is he i don't know if he's like zooming out and looking at the relationship or it, I, I honestly can't make sense of it maybe he ha- is he suggesting he has a better view of the relationship than her i don't know where he's getting that from yeah i don't either yeah okay all right okay so the next non-chorus verse is so why are you trying to fake your love on the regular when you could be blowing up just like my cellular. I won't ever let a shorty go and set me up. Only thing I need to know is if you had enough. I Seems like there's a lot there. So why are you trying to fake your love on the regular? So he feels like she's regularly faking some part of the relationship. It doesn't feel genuine to him. No. That's a cue of danger. Maybe this is 
a big reason why he's down the ladder with with her. I wonder if he'd be, even be able to recognize it if it was genuine. Would he with 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 potential trust and vulnerability issues? Um, do you think he would even recognize safe co-regulation, love, connection, healthy relationships? Would he even be able to recognize it? And we we say that when you're more down the ladder, right. that your ability to identify accurately uh, actual safety is compromised, right? Yeah. So that's making me think, like, maybe what if she is really, what if her love is real and he can't recognize it? Maybe she is in a safe place and with his trust issues and et cetera, et cetera, everything we've talked about. Ooh, you just blew my mind, Justin. Like, (laughs) what? (laughs) That was Yeah, maybe maybe she is being genuine, but his ability to recognize it or to accept it it's compromised and so he's calling it what was it fake why are you trying to fake your love on the regular when you could be blowing up just like my cellular is so I'm, I'm assuming that means that why would she be in a committed relationship and faking love when she could be having multiple uh partners or boyfriends or whatever like going out partying whatever doing right. your thing yeah yeah just like his phone is blowing up so again, it's like I don't. Maybe he doesn't trust what she's bringing to the table, and he's he's really kind of like t- trying to talk her out of it. Because if it he can talk like her that. out of it, yeah, if he can talk her out of the relationship and convince her, then she'll leave, and then that'll reinforce it. Reinforce his uh, potential attachment abandonment kind mm-hmm. of issues, right? So if and it removes like the blame a, from him too. Then it's her it fault. Yeah. You're the one that left. You're the one that ended it. It's your fault. It it, it removes the blame from, like, the responsibility from his Very shoulders. Much. What was the third line there? I won't ever let a shorty go and set me up. Only thing I need to know is if you had enough. That's That was actually part of my uh, wedding vows to my wife. <laughs> I'll never let a shorty go. I had the wedding in tears with that line. <laughs> I just wish people had like a visual of you saying, I will never let a shorty go. <laughs> and like, <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay. I have to get over that. (laughs) What was the full line again? I'll never let a shorty go. And then he said, what? Okay. (laughs) I won't ever let a shorty go and set me up. Only thing I need to know is if you had enough. Oh, is it let a shorty go and set me up? Like she's setting him up for somebody else or... With some, not with somebody else, or is, is she setting him up for failure or heartbreak? I think to, I think set like, me up like set me up for yeah for failure. Um, like I'm not gonna rejection. let you like control the situation where it results negatively for me. But it, letting go means losing her. Like she'll break up with him. I think that's what he's saying. And if that's true, then that's kind of messed up because she's not an object. <laughs> you you can't she has the ability to choose mm-hmm. um 
it's not like you're letting her go. I don't think. Well, is it? Is it let? It seems kind of possessive to me. It does. But I think that because of the the second line. But this part, could it be? I don't know if it's like a semantics thing, but um, is it? I won't ever let a person. Well, a shorty in this case. I won't ever <laughs> let a shorty go and set me up. Like maybe the way I was reading it. I I think that when he says set me up. It's um, kind of like being exposed to ridicule or uh, being exposed to something. Th- to me, that's the way that I'm reading that, leaving me vulnerable, well, but I, leaving me rejected. But I'm saying, because the way that you're explaining it, you're saying, like, let you go as a separate phrase from set me up. And I'm saying, what if they're attached? So, Justin, I'm not, uh, so, like, Justin, I'm not going to let you go and set me up, dude. Like, I'm not going to let you go and do that. As opposed to Justin, right. I'm not going to let you go, and, Read it all and again, set though. me up. Okay, I won't ever Please. let a shorty go and set me up. Only thing I need to know is if you had enough. Yeah, I think it all goes together. I won't never let me go and set, and me, set up. me up, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it's all one. Yeah, like let me. I think let me go. But you're saying let you go, like break up with me, and set me up means like leave no, me. See, you're still separating like them. I, you're still separating the phrases. I think it's one. Well, how would you read it? How how are you understanding it? Like, I wouldn't ever allow someone to do that to me. I wouldn't ever allow someone to set me up that way. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's... That's different. I, the, I feel like we're saying... No, that's different. You think it's different? Because yeah, you're saying, okay. uh, let you go, like, release you, allow you to leave, and then to set me up. Like, once you've left now, you're going to go and do me wrong, shorty. No, I think it's let, the letting go sets him up for rejection, sets him up for feeling abandoned. I think it's I think it's a direct cause and effect kind of thing. Not that, that the person is doing two things to him. You don't think so? No. Okay, that's all right. That's we okay. can disagree. We can disagree. <laughs> so what was the last part of that? Um, only thing I need to know is if you had enough. So this feels to me like what what we were saying before. This feels like he's pushing her away. All I need to know is when you're done. Because when right. you're when you've crossed that line, again, kind of like it's your fault, like then I don't need to be here either cuz you've had enough, like it's your fault. Right. I, I think it falls right in line with what we were saying earlier about um kind of like a self-sabotage sort of thing yes. or self-fulfilling prophecy yes. kind of thing. Yes. That uh, yes, I I am unlovable. I am, I cannot rely on. I cannot trust. Um, I cannot. I'm not worthy of love. You know, whatever the story is for, for whoever for this character. Um, that that yeah, it's he's setting it up, and once it happens, it's like yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I'll, I will. I shouldn't have put myself in the situation, and that'll probably lead him just to further objectify uh, future shorties. <laughs> I want you to start saying shorties as often as you can <laughs> in any context. <laughs> um, okay, only thing I need to know is if you had enough. I'm talking slick back, kick back, gang sipping 40s. You keep playing, not another day with you, shorty. Mismatched fits. So that that's his life. That's his life after her then, right? Yeah, so let me go back. So I will never let a shorty go and set me up. 
Only thing I need to know is if you had enough. I'm talking. So I'm talking slick so, back. So once I know you have enough, uh-huh. then. I'm talking slick back, kick back, gang sipping 40s. That's right. alcohol. That's beer. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you keep playing. Not another day with you, shorty. So that feels like, again, like the that's the accusation. You did this. You keep playing. So I'm not going to spend another day with you. Yeah. And, and he's also setting up that life without her is going to be just fine. Slick back, kick back. Right. With the gang. Sip, with the friends. Sipping 40s. Sipping wine and, and eating cheese. Or alcoholic, other alcoholic <laughs> beverages. Or like a 40 ounce Coke. I don't know. It could be like a Pepsi. Be. It could be. It could be. An iced tea? Yeah. It, it seems like he's really... I mean, like, what's she supposed to do at this point? At this point... Like, do, do this all over again the next day? At this point, yeah. Putting myself in her shoes, or in the partner's shoes, we're assuming it's a woman, but... Right, right, I right, mean, right, right. does Shorty ever refer to a male person? I don't know. We don't know. We don't I'm know. not... I'm not... Oh, no, not that I know of, no. I think... I okay. Anyway, if I'm putting myself in Shorty's place, like, I don't I don't need to hear this. I don't need to hear you talking to me like this. This is like, there's a, there's a lot of attack going on towards her. And that would, in her place, that would feel super, I would feel super defensive. How could you not? How right? could you not? You're attacking me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's straight up completely rejecting her and letting her know. It seems like she, he's letting her know that ultimately she doesn't mean a whole lot to him and that he'll be fine without yes. her. And, um... Doesn't sound super healthy. Doesn't sound like a cozy relationship. And I'm thinking either way, because we were saying, we were assuming at first that it was like unhealthy on both sides, that both partners were unhealthy. Right. And then you blew my mind when you, like there's the possibility that maybe she's actually healthy and he can't yeah. handle it. But I think either way, health if, if on her side it's healthy or not, either way, you're going to feel you know, attacked. Yeah. It, it sounds like this is the pattern. Like we've done this before. These are the games that we play. You're going to be tired of it. I wonder, but on her end, she could be like, I'm not playing games. I, I genuinely want to make this work. You know, we don't know. But then there's the attacks and stuff, you know, like, right, right, right. right. Well, what, what are you saying? Like, why do you, why do you assume I'm going to leave? Like, why are you just like to the guy, right? Why are you assuming I'm going to leave? Why are you assuming that I'm playing games? Why are you assuming... Like I'm here and I I'm I'm with you. It seems to me very smothering that, like how how if this is the dynamic, how is she gonna get any word in edgewise? Will she be listened to? Will she feel like there's an escape here, or because it's like it feels very smothering, and then once she's overwhelmed, he says, "I can easily leave and life will be fine without you." Like that seems like a pretty dominant very manipulative sort of dynamic to me yeah and when you're in a relationship i think it's so important to feel valued right like you of course you you value the other person and you want to feel valued and if this guy's pushing her away the whole time like why am i here like what why why am i going to stay then there there's a lot of push away a lot of threat of abandoning her but there's also indications of 
um, like let's just talk about the elephant in the room and we both are doing the same thing. Like there, there is this sort of manipulative bonding mm-hmm. it feels like to me. Mm-hmm. But with those other things attached, it seems like a, a very manipulative dynamic to me. Yeah. And this is number one in the this is United States right now. Song. And we're not done yet. It's fantastic. There's still a couple lines. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, okay. Um, what was the last line? You keep playing, not another day with you, Shorty. Right? I think so. And that's a pretty clear um, threat, I think. <sighs> I think this might be the last line. Oh, Shorty. Oh, Shorty. Mismatched fits. That was way before you know me. Got a lot of love. Well, you better save it for me. Okay, now he's like totally flipped it again. Mismatched fits. That refers to clothing, though, I believe. His clothing was mismatched. Mm -hmm. Like an outfit. Outfit. That's right. My daughter taught me that a fit is an outfit. There you go. That's right. I work with the teens. That's right. I work with the teens. (laughs) So that, uh, he's talking about life. That was way before you know me, he said. Mismatched fits. That was way before you know. So before, like a long time ago, I was kind of, I was mismatched. I was kind of out of it. Like I'm kind of taking that like now, like I'm super smooth and cool. And that's the person that you know now. But then he says, got a lot of love. Well, you better save it for me. He's, he's like not asking for her love, but like saying like, I'm, I'm here. I'm ready to accept it. So what is that? I don't think he is. You better save it for me. Got a lot of love. Well, you better save it for me. He's just set her up. He he started off with little hints of connection. I think very manipulative. And then he threatened to abandon her. He's blamed her for the relationship problems, right? So lots of overwhelming uh, messages being sent all at once that she could not possibly process and have a dialogue with him about. And now, right now, what he's saying is, this is what I expect out of you, and you better do it. Ew. Now that you say it like that, that sounds super... That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, that sounds super... Yeah, like like dominant, domineering. Highly. So, when he says, mismatched fits, that was before you knew me? Is that what That it was way before you know me. Yeah. Oh, is he talking about her or him? Because he might be saying, you were worse off before me, and now that you have matching outfits, that's from me. And without me, you go back to the way you were before. Or, which is extremely manipulative and very domineering. Or he's saying, this is how I was before. and So basically, I've been through worse and I'll be fine. Hmm. You know what I mean? I'm better off now. I can easily walk away from you, which is, again, very domineering. I don't know. I, I kind of thought it referred to him. And for some reason, this line actually makes me think of that one line that we couldn't figure out. Um, everything looked better with a view. So to me, he's saying, before I used to wear mismatched outfits, which means to me, like I was kind of a mess. Like I wasn't put together. I didn't know what I was doing before, like before you knew me. And that kind of makes, like I said, it makes me think of that other line that everything looks better with a view. Like now, look at how I look, how I look, look how I present myself. Like it's a show. And does it like, do you like me because of the show that I'm putting on? Or do you say that you like um, me? Oh, from her view. Yeah. If, if he's describing himself before her at, with the mismatch and being less put together, perhaps. 
that the view from that lifestyle of seeing this relationship might have been ideal to have somebody who accepted him even when he was mismatched. But now that he has, he's more put together, has uh, whatever accomplishments he has as a, in his music career or wh- whatever his character has with the homies in the, the shorts, 40s. Right. So now that he has these whatever accomplishments, he has a whole new view. And now he's looking at this relationship in a much different light. And it sounds like he's saying, I don't need you. I don't need this. If you want to maintain me in your life, this is what I expect out of you. So I wonder whose view he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And I, and like I and I don't disagree. But <laughs> I don't know, I guess I just feel like he's he's saying that to her. Everything looks better with a view and it, to me again it's feeling like accusatory because it's part of the chorus and he says, "Baby, I ain't playing by your rules. Everything looks better with a view." Kind of like accusing her like like, do you just like me because of, of, of the package that I've presented now? I think there's room to make either I argument. So. I'm I okay with that. I think there's room for both. All right. Respectfully disagree. Respectfully disagree and agree. Well, I don't know. Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't disagree with you. I just think that it's po- like either one is possible. If he's talking about himself or is he, if he's talking about her, we just don't know. No, I don't agree to that. Either I'm right or you're right. That's it. Well, I disagree <laughs> to your disagreement. No. Gosh. Go, go forever with that. I think just based on the what we're given here mm-hmm. and imagining this character, there's a lot of red flags here. There are. For for me, there's a lot of red flags. If I was working with a client who was telling me that, hey, my significant other is saying these things, blah, blah, blah. In my mind as a therapist, numerous red flags are going off and I am... Very worried about my client. So then, okay. So that's basically the end of the song. There's another, there's another section of the, um, the playing games of love line. And then two more rounds of the verse or not the verse, the chorus. Um, but so now that we're at the end of the song, if we go back to somewhere towards the beginning, what do you think about the line again, where he talks about, the, the one that felt vulnerable. I could never get attached when I start to feel unattached. Somehow always end up feeling bad. And then he says, baby, I'm not your dad. Does that still feel vulnerable and genuine? It does. Not the dad part. The dad part freaks me out. <laughs> it, it, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. I left that out of my wedding vows. Uh, the, the, the part about... Uh, the part about what was I can't get attached I could never get attached when I start to feel unattached somehow always end up feeling bad I think that's that might be the most genuine line out of the whole thing and I don't know if this character realizes how significant that is but I, I think that's the the driving force behind all this is that he cannot get attached. He cannot form mm. a healthy connection with somebody due to feeling unattached or due to, you know, whatever left. I don't know why this character would be in that place of not being able to make that attachment. Um, so due to whatever, that's the way he exists. So he cannot right yet make a that healthy attachment. With, with the way he is right now. I guess it's hard for me to, it, in my head, unify 
a person who is so manipulative and a person who has this level of vulnerable vulnerability hmm, vulnerability um but i mean i guess i mean everybody has kind of levels right so of course yeah i think there's i think there's a a a nice little nugget there a raw moment of yeah his true experience and then it's masked with this kind of oh see there's uh, the view thing again like the better with a view, like the like the look at my matching outfits and my I assume there's bling and you know just the whole thing. Right. So rather than looking at the view of maybe the the part of him that's really in pain, he'd rather see himself as kind of all put together the image. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. Ooh. I like that. Um, I had fun. I had fun. Uh, I had fun doing this with you again. So thanks for inviting me back. Oh, I should have. You're welcome. Yeah. I should have said thank you. Thank you for coming yeah. back and doing you this. You should with have me. said thank you. It was more than I hoped. <laughs> As always, I feel like all of my experiences are that way for you. Just more than you could have imagined. <laughs> right. <laughs> People are gonna. I had fun. I had fun. Me too. I had fun. Me too. All right. All right. Here's what should happen. Uh, my friend 24K Golden should hear the podcast. Well, the writers, the writers of the song should hear this episode of the podcast and say, dang, like they got it. Or some version of that. Would you be okay if they referred to you as Shorty? I think it would matter the connotation, the the intonation of... of... Shorty. <laughs> I just please, like, I just need you to say that <laughs> as often as you can. If you can work it into the meeting tomorrow, like, 